She's got a button. In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Get ready. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, live on Toganet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of the Motherhood Company, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio features the powerful voices of Christy Hawley, Robin Boyd, Linda Franklin, Tracy Costin, Danny Kiernan, Susan Haid, Lisa Dietrich, Susan Flattick Wilson, and our weekly correspondent, Doris Rivas Brecky. Together, these women bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, we're coming to you live from my kitchen <laughs> because Christy and I have started a new diet, diet number, like, what, 56? I, I can't even count. I can't keep up with, with that. Well, you know, I returned that sense of stuff. i got to tell you, I finally shipped it back to the manufacturer, and I'm going to say I was really annoyed because they told me I would have a 30-day trial. Oh, no, you had to pay for it? Well, they, I argued it, and they gave me they are going to refund my money, but what they did was they started the free trial on the date that they shipped it. Right. Well, it didn't get here until like six days later. So when I confirmed with them that my start date was this date, I put a note in my calendar saying like on March 23rd to call and let them know whether I was continuing with the program or not continuing with the program. And I had kept my notes. So I was really happy because I was like, you know, and at the 23rd, they're like, oh, no, we billed your credit card last week because, you know, your trial ended up, you know, starts the day you ordered. And I said, but that's not a free 30-day trial because it took six days for them to process it, put it in transit, and then for me to get it delivered to my house was like six days. So it wasn't a 30-day trial. It was a, what, 27-day or 24-day trial. And because I had put it in my notebook, to call whether I was going to do it or not, to be a week late. Oh, I was mad. I was really upset at the lady. And, you know, the customer service lady, after she's like, well, ma'am, this is what you agreed to. And I said, how come I have to sign in and register when you get this little kit? Why don't you use that date? Because that should be the start of the free 30-day trial. I don't think it should be when they ship it. No, it can't be when you ship it because you haven't even tried it yet. Right. So how can you even give an accurate, you know, Figure it out. That happened to me, too. I ordered, I think it was resveratrol. <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. And it was like, all oh, this old Dr. Oz recommends it. So I like got in there and get a free, get a free sample. And, it, you know, it was 
you have to watch out because sometimes they say 15 days, sometimes they say 30 days. So you have to really watch yeah. out. Yeah. And I didn't even open the bottle, and I saw that they were going to bill me for, I think it was like $89. That's what this was, $89. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't even afford this bottle. Like, I am going to send it back. And I called them. I think I had, I don't know, two days left. And uh-huh. they were very, very nice. And they were like, oh, no. I'm like, I will send it back. I didn't open it. I don't want it. I can't afford it. Just, you know. This is crazy. Yeah. So they told me, oh, just keep it. And oh no, I think I they had to did return. bill me, and they re- and they refunded me. That's like, what oh. I'm waiting for. They said it'll be four weeks for me to get the refund. You know, and it takes I'm, them like a hot minute to get it out of your account. Oh, I know. It's four like, weeks boy. to return it. Yeah, four weeks to return it, and you know, thirty seconds to charge because they charged my card that day for the four dollar ninety five cent right. shipping. I'm like, right. boy, you could do that fast. And um, but yeah, so I was really annoyed, and I returned the product because I don't know if it works or not. It wasn't convenient, and when I would sprinkle those crystals, what they called it, crystals on the food, it weirded me out, to be yeah. honest, because it looked like I was ingesting a chemical. Now, of course, I can swallow a diet pill. <laughs> that doesn't bother me, <laughs> but to sprinkle like this, and they said it didn't have any taste, but it did have mm-hmm. a taste. Those little slight tastes. Yeah, and I was like, you know, it does taste funny, and it, it was just weird, like to put it to shake it on rye bread was just, I don't know, <laughs> it didn't work for me. And so I'm sure some people have lost weight, but I will tell you that that customer service rep, after I got really mad, she was really good, but they have to be clear with their consumers about when that 30-day trial starts. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was really rotten because here I am all excited calling on the day that I had to make my decision because I was like, well, do I keep trying it? Do I not try it? Um, and then I just returned the whole package. You had to return the whole thing, and you pay your own shipping to return it, which was like 6 bucks. Huh. Yeah. You so, lose. I lose, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's why we try these things. And what we're trying this <laughs> this month, we're trying pink. So, Christy, tell us a little bit about the pink method. Oh, the pink method. I saw, the, <laughs> saw this on Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil, and they're probably, like, the promoters behind it. That's why it's on there. But um, it's this la- this nutrition lady her name is Cynthia Pascarella, and she wrote this book. It's for women, and it's there's three diets in in one. You kind of start on this pink reset, and it's it's um, pr- plant pr- plant protein based, and um, you eat a lot of vegetables. So in the first I don't know, it depends on how much weight you need to lose, but in the first couple months, you're eating. Um, Eight ounces of protein and all the vegetables, you know, that you need and can stand. And you get a little bit of fat. You get, like, I don't know, two tablespoons of fat-free or low-fat mayonnaise and, like, your salad dressing under 80 calories or something. But um, and no sugar, no fat, no baked goods, no oils, all that stuff. Like, you don't get that. But that's why I didn't start it in January when I got it. Because I was, I don't know, I was afraid that I couldn't give up sugar because I am a sugaraholic. Well, because we had my birthday coming and my birthday I cake, know, which I is, just, you know, the priority. of, like, not having, like, creamer in my coffee, like, I start my day out with some sugar, Yeah, you know. But I'm happy to say that this is my fifth day or my sixth day, and I haven't had any creamer, no sugar, nothing. And no cravings? No, which is kind of crazy. Well, and how my brain is going, like, you should. Although, I have to say, I was hungry when I went to the store yesterday, uh-huh. and I was getting some Easter stuff, and I was in the candy aisle going, 
Oh my God, danger zone, danger, danger, danger. <laughs> like, I need to get out of here. But I had to buy some stuff because, of course, I have to make something sweet for Easter Day. Yep. And I was just like, oh my gosh, but I didn't open the bag of candy. I didn't, I'm good. It's weird because I usually am like, oh. Yeah, it but is you're focused on. now. You're like game on, man. Because, like, when we did the Fit to Strip uh, challenge two years ago, it was different. You know, yeah. and we were focused. Well, we were having a lot of fun, too. Yeah, we were unfocused and, you know, drinking energy drinks and getting yeah. high. I mean, it was. Not, not to get high. Yeah, but oh, are you <laughs> kidding? That, we were buzzed that day we drank. What was it? The, I don't know. Whatever it was, Rick gave us. I can't remember. Yeah, it was some energy drink. And we're like, what? You know, look at the moms. Look at the stay-at-home moms get high on legally, energy drinks. Legally, legally. Legally. Yes, legally. But it was still fun. But, no, now it's like game over, man, I'm or game on, man, whatever it is. I'm sick and tired of it. Bathing suit season is coming. It's getting warmer. When I went to button my shorts, you know, for that hot day we had for soccer, I was so mad. I was, I was, I'm surprised the listeners didn't hear us all over the country going, <laughs> I can't believe these shorts don't fit. And I have like nine of them in different colors, you know, because when I fit into them last year, all trim and fit. You I bought them. Every single color. The I did. Style. I got plaid ones. I got denim ones. I got white ones. I got green ones. In, in, like, light blue ones. They're really pretty, and they're super comfy. They don't have the, like, weird flappy pocket thing going. They're not, you know what I mean? They don't bunch, you know, and they look nice and sleek, and they fit good, and I couldn't even button them. No! Yes! <laughs> oh, my God, for the love of God, my pants don't fit. It is my own fault. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Meat, I mean, potatoes, desserts. I ate four of your cupcakes. Oh, and Ooh. I ha- oh, and I and I made cupcakes while on this diet <gasps> for my good friend. You did, although you did. yes, I know for dinner and uh, and I am proud to say I didn't taste the batter. I couldn't make homemade frosting because I have to taste that, and I didn't do that. I sacrificed those cupcakes with canned frosting. Yeah, but that uh, was exceptional. I mean, when you look at, you know, cooking, because I noticed with this um, how many times I stuck food in my mouth that I was unaware of. Like, you talked about the peanut butter sandwich. Yes. Well, I was making eggs, and it's like, you know, I'll eat like three bites of the eggs when I make them, and then it's like, oh, there's a bite of toast, I'll get the one with the butter on it. <laughs> you know, the kids, so because I'm saving the kids' hearts. Right. You right, know, right, right. but there were so many little things that I taste while I'm cooking, and you don't even realize it. And I it. don't even realize I, it. Me too. Like, gel, it just it gets on your finger, and you just go like, yeah, oh, there it is, you know. No, but I'm like, oh, I have to wash this off. Yeah. I've been noticing those sorts of things, too. Yeah. Well, and I one of the big calorie killers for me was my morning. It's not really a coffee. It's a cafe au lait that I have. But that international coffee cappuccino thing is like 80 calories. I put two spoons in there. That's 160 calories. And I did switch to this sugar-free Splenda-based one that's really just an instant coffee with Splenda. And it's, you know, like 35 calories for two scoops. I don't even put a scoop in. I put like a quarter of a teaspoon in just for flavor. Um, uh, well, I oh. I have been drinking my coffee black. <gasps> I know, I know, I know, I know. I can do tea black, I but was, it was scary. But I like I did it. I'm on it. I, I you know, it's hard because right. I'm used to all that. How many pounds have you lost though? Um, close to ten. Close to ten. See, I've lost four, and I'm like, I mean, I'm that's really, crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, because when I, you know, not to disrespect Weight Watchers, no. they do a great job. No, but Weight Watchers is fabulous. I was doing that, and I was losing two and a half 
like I lost two and a half pounds whatever two weeks ago. But I'm sorry, I, I'm frustrated. I, I I have more weight to lose than I I want, and I'm under the gun. I'm actually under the gun right now because we have to go to commercial break. Uh, our guest coming up is Susan Hade, and she is the owner and operator of the Peace Out Project, which talks about bullying. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the differences between boys and girls and how they bully. Um, what do you do as a parent when your kid is the bully versus being bullied because some of us might find ourselves in the place of being the parent of the bully. Um, so many things we're going to talk about, how to break the cycle of abuse, um, appreciating the masculine and feminine energies within your kids because they do both have both sides. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio along with Christy Holly. Doris Rivas Brecky is on break today because she moved all weekend. I think she's she's crippled. <laughs> She's passed out from lifting all those boxes. But I'll tell you, she's strong. I helped her with some of those boxes. She is one strong woman. Uh, So come back after the break and learn more about the Peace Out Project and enjoy some time with Susan Hayes. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where All Biz Talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less. And a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. A fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe. With your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich. Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck. 
bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, and we just want to notify everyone listening that it's almost 14, almost 15 pounds lost between the two of us. Woo-hoo! So we're going to check in weekly. You guys check in weekly, and uh, we want all of our moms listening today to find a weight loss buddy if you are thinking of losing weight. Because on Sunday night, I texted Christy, "Friends don't let friends do crazy diets alone." <laughs> She's like, "That's right. That's right. That's Get on board." Right. And together, we're much stronger. I know, like, when I thought about, like, mowing through these Cadbury cream eggs last night, I was like, I can't let my friend down. I can't let myself down. I can't let myself down. You would have felt so guilty. Oh, I would. I couldn't even look you in the face and be like, I had chocolate. (laughs) I had chocolate. Um, You know, well, you know, this is kind of an awkward segue, but I really think that part of of bullying, you know, we're going to talk about bullying today and bullying with boys and girls. If you have a buddy, it's harder to be bullied because it's like I would never let anybody bully you. When that that kindergarten teacher yelled at you, I almost took her down. I don't care that she was seventy five <laughs> with a wheel, you know, where her leg is supposed to be. I was like, don't talk to my friend that way. You know, it's it's that alignment. But we really need each other, and we really need programs like the Peace Out Project. Um, we have Susan Haid, uh here today, and she is the creator behind the Peace Out Project. And she is many things. She is a mother. She is a registered nurse. She has her – what do you have your master's degree in? Hello? Do we have Susan? Hello? Can you hear oh, me? Oh, there you are. There you are. What's your master's degree in? A communications theory. Communications curious. She has three children. Uh, how? What are their ages? I have. Uh, oh, as of today, a fourteen-year-old. Um, his birthday is today. Happy birthday, Austin! Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Austin! Woohoo! Um, I have a ten-year-old and I have a six-year-old. So I've got three kids of various ages, and as probably every parent has experienced out there varying degrees of bullying and victimization in the schools. It's just a part of life for kids today, unfortunately. So, um, so yes, we'll talk about the Peace Out Project. The Peace Out Project is a really dynamic, very, very deep and wide program that <clears throat> teaches a whole lot more than just bullying skills and bullying tactics, although that's part of it. Um, there's a lot of teachings about peace. There's a lot of teachings about human relations, and there's a lot of teachings about self-love and getting kids into a place where their self-worth is is strongly intact because that is really where we're going to see the difference um, with our children. And the bottom line with a program like I've designed, it's an extensive program. It's a minimum of 12 weeks. um, But what really has to happen in our schools, um, and not to put pressure on our teachers because they're certainly under enough pressure already, but we need a lot more basic parenting in the classroom. We really, really do. We can't just continue to focus on academics alone. Clearly, our children have needs that are that go far beyond academics alone. So this program is designed by a mother with children um, and something that is gets to the the bottom line. You know, we talk about some very, very hard issues, and we do it with young children. But 
we also balance it out with a lot of fun and a lot of creativity. So um, the kids that I've been teaching love the program. Um, they get a lot out of it, and I've seen some absolutely profound changes in um, in how these children perceive themselves, and that's really what we're looking for is to change, to shift what's going on on the inside so that they're not either victimized or abused. So, Well, so, so what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to fix the bullies or, like, empower the victims? I mean, or, you know, step in and, you know, just be the ringleader? I mean, you look at a teacher today, she's got, what, 30, 35 kids in a classroom, and they're underfunded, they're overworked, over-benefited, but that's a whole other <laughs> argument. Whoa. Whoa. Just hold on there. Back off, sister. Um, you know, where do you even begin? Where do you even begin? And, you know, that question, do you deal with the bullies or do you deal with the victims? This is a very complex issue, but I'm going to speak today in generalities. So if you or your situation doesn't fit into the specific generality, then, you know, don't worry. We can talk about the specifics if you want to email me and, you know, talk about what's happening with your school or your situation. But what I would like people to understand is the victim-bully relationship is is a, uh, a, a continuum. It's a, it's a cycle. You don't have a bully who is just a bully and you don't have a victim that's just a victim. Bullies become bullies because they've been victimized by someone else along the way. And often victims at some point become bullies or abusers. So it's a really, really confusing spiral. So this program definitely gives kids the bottom line, gives kids tools strategies about how to deal with conflict, okay, how to deal with conflict, very important, how to deal with the, play, the classic playground bully. But we go way beyond that, too, because some bullying or a lot of bullying is very, very subtle. It's very, very, very manipulative. And generally speaking, the way the girls bully other girls is very, very, very um, under the table. And um, it's, it's Well, let's talk about that because... Bullying. You know, like, I only have boys. I mean, Christy has a girl. Um, I was bullied as a kid, too. I know you were. Christy, you were, too. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all been experienced bullying. But let's talk about the how do girls bully and then how do boys bully. Okay. Well, and again, this is generalities, um, and we are seeing some overlap between the styles. But boys tend to be very overt, very aggressive, very physically aggressive, very threatening with their words. They tend to challenge um, other boys who they don't know. Um, uh, occasionally, you know, they will, will bully their own friends, but it tends to be just strangers or acquaintances. Girls, on the other hand, often bully people they know. They do it in very sly, very subtle, very manipulative ways, um, very underhanded ways, in ways where other people, other kids, other adults, other teachers may not even know what's going on. So um, with girls, it's it's, uh, very subtle. Girls also tend to bully other girls over a long, long period of time. They degrade her. They degrade her appearance. They really go for her self-worth. Boys tend to fight, boom, get it out of their system, and they're done. And they will go find new targets. But girls tend, in general, to um, target the same 
girl over and over and over and and really really try to drag her to ruin um so that is that's a very general picture of the differences between boys and girls but we are seeing more and more incidences of violence between girls you know actual physical fights you know violent violent takedowns you know at school so um but those are the extremes. I would say, in general, in the schools, bullying takes on a more, more moderate form um, in that you've got the mean words, the mean notes, the, the groups of kids ganging up on other kids, things like this. So, you know, yes, what do we do about this? What is the problem? What's the solution, especially when we're talking to organizations who don't have any money? Um, well, well unless, I want to, before we go into what we do, I want Christy to come on and talk a little bit about what's going on with her daughter. <clears throat> well, Okay, sure, that would be great. Like you said, um, you know, with the girls, my daughter is eight. She'll be nine in July. Um, so a lot of the other kids are turning nine now. Um, mm-hmm. And she seems to be, like, she'll play with a group of kids or a couple Hello? kids. Hello? Don't. The couple of kids, um, like this one girl in particular, like they were like friends and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like this little girl wanted Hannah to do something that she didn't want to do. And my daughter is like, no, I'm, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to play that. I'm not doing that. And now like this other little, this little girl is like, just like, well, then, you know, I'm not going to be your friend, and just, like, everything that my daughter does, like, she makes a comment in class, but it's just low enough so that Hannah can hear, and it's just, you know, and I don't know if that's bullying or if that's normal or or what, but it upsets her, and it's like, oh, we're not friends, and and then it's like, well, we're not playing with you, and, and then she's alone on the playground, which makes me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach, you know, talking about it, mm-hmm. thinking about it, going through my day, wondering, you know, what's going on with her. Because I've told her that she does not have to do what these kids say, you know, that she doesn't need, she's not to be a follower. If she doesn't want to do something, she doesn't have to. If she doesn't want to play with a certain kid, she doesn't have to, that there are plenty of kids to play with. But it's, I don't know if it's biting, you know, turn around biting us in the butt. But, you know, I don't want her to be a follower. I want her to be a leader and stand up for, you know, the right thing, what she wants to do, you know, and, and she's not bossing them around. At least I don't think she is, but, like, she's, she won't be bossed around, but it's kind of like, well, then we're not, you know, we're not playing with you and like that. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's, I just, it makes me sad. Yeah. And I don't know if that's bullying or not, normal Can anyone thing. hear me? There you are, Sue. Um, we lost Susan for a, for a moment. No, unfortunately, Christy <laughs> Susan did not hear that. Um, but we have to go to commercial break, and when we go to break, we will fill Susan in on what you said, because uh, we are having tornado problems down in Dallas, Texas, where our uh, station is located. Christy and I are in Los Angeles. Susan is in Denver. So when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to talk about what is bullying, because I agree with you, Christy. Where is the line between just normal bratty you know catty mean little girl behavior and bullying and then you know what 
what do we do about it in that case? Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio. We're hoping that Sabrina doesn't blow away down there. Um, we do have a big storm, so if you guys are not catching all of our feed, that's why. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk to Susan Hayde in the Peace Out Project about bullying. We talked about the differences between boys and girls and how they bully. And now we're going to talk about degrees of bullying. When does it become bullying? When do you step in? When do you take action? more about this after the break listen as your day unfolds challenge what the future's try and keep your head up to the sky lovers they may Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for Education to Excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beichman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. As your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Try to keep your head up to the sky. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly, an upset Christy Holly. Oh, you got me all riled up. Well, you know, when our kids are in pain and when other kids are causing them pain and distress, 
it's a really powerless feeling as an adult. And, you know, what Christy shared with us before we went to break, um, for those of you that, that missed the last segment, and we're talking about bullying today and degrees of bullying. We talked a little bit in the first part of the segment about the differences, how boys bully and girls bully in general rules. So if you missed it, check us out on iTunes, check us out on toginet.com or Motherhood Talk Radio. You can pull uh, any of the recordings from there uh, to talk more about bullying. Our guest today is Susan Hayes of the Peace Out Project. When Before we went to break, Christy was talking about her daughter, Hannah, who's in the third grade, mm-hmm. and there's another little girl that they had a sleepover, and, and everything was great. Everything was great, but the next day or shortly thereafter, the kids had a disagreement about what Hannah would do. Hannah wouldn't do it, and since then, the little girl has been hostile, has made Just me picking comments, on her. picking on her. And that's a good phrase to talk about, Sue, because we really would like your opinion. Because when does picking on you become bullying? Okay, well, well, here's the bottom line. It starts far younger than I think most people are aware of. The power stealing, you know, the competitiveness. <clears throat> now, on one hand, kids are establishing their identity. They're stretching their boundaries. But, you know, I don't think a child's ever too young for parents to sit down and say, okay, Let's talk about this. Let's talk about what you can do to to set a boundary with this person and to start to cultivate friendships in your life that are not like this. So many kids go through elementary school absolutely unconscious, just kind of getting bumps and bruises, figuring things out as they go. Bottom line is we've evolved far enough along the road ourselves to know what skills to give our kids. The Peace Out Project, starts to give kids these fundamental skills. They let them know right from the get-go when behavior is not appropriate, when it is hostile or unloving or disrespectful. We talk to these kids about what that looks like. Kids are out there abusing each other, even mildly, without knowing that this is not the way you respectfully deal with people in your life and that you should not accept this kind of behavior in, in, in life either from other kids. This is what I talk about with fourth graders, fifth graders, sixth graders. We start very young because this kind of behavior peaks in middle school and it just gets worse. And I will say this much, it isn't just a kid thing. Little bullies grow up to be big bullies. Little victims grow up to be big victims. I really feel very, very strongly that we have got to bring these teachings into our schools, into our classroom, for everybody, for everybody's welfare. Schools cannot be blind to the fact that academic alone are enough for our children. They are not enough. So don't you think, Sue, that parents, like the parents, the moms listening to the show today um, and subsequent shows that we're going to have you on in our bullying series, it starts, honest to God, I think it starts even younger than that. I saw some bullying in preschool, some bullying in kindergarten, you know, and I know you helped me teach the kids to say, hey, that's not right, don't say that, that hurts my feelings, or that's mean, you know, don't be mean to me, um, in, in, in a defensive stance. And, of course, you know, we try to teach mm-hmm. our kids not to do those behaviors, but it starts really young. Christy, don't you think so? It does. I, yeah, it does, you know. I mean, you worked it, in a preschool. It, Yes, I did. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're all different, different levels of parenting, different styles of parenting. But I do think it's time now for us to be able to say to our children and to our 
teachers and to the parents of children, like in Christie's case with this young girl who is acting out already, you know, we've got to have the gumption to go to that parent and say, you know, this is what's going on behind our, between our children. Some parents are going to be incensed and angry and defensive, and they won't want to deal with the problem. But there are many, many parents out there now who see what's going on with their kids, are kind of holding their breath, hoping that it goes away. But I've had this experience when my daughter was in fourth grade. There was a a group of girls that actually ganged up on her. The, The amazing thing was is when I counseled my daughter through it, helped her through her confusion, because this is very, very confusing for young children, but I helped her navigate her way through it. But then at a certain point, I met with the mom, and I had a heart-to-heart with the mom, and I said, you know, this is what's going on. This is why I cannot contact you and set up playdates with our daughters. You know, this mother was a gem. She was a jewel. She just said, you know, I kind of had a feeling something like that was going on, and she said, frankly, if anybody's kid was going to be causing this kind of trouble, it's going to be my kid. So there was already a a, a very, very large degree of awareness in this parent, and to this parent's credit, she stepped in and she corrected it with her own child, and she held the bar pretty high. She would not allow her daughter to play with my daughter until her daughter cleaned up her behavior. Now, that's your ideal. That's your ideal, but that's what we need to see. We need to see accountability going all the way back into the home because so many of these behaviors start there for one reason or another. So, well, and I think you're um, right, too. I know I found that with my pool. You know, I have a pool, and the kids come over in the summer, and, you know, there's pushing, and there's shoving, and there's teasing, and there's, you know, but one of the little boys that comes over on a regular basis, he's a big excluder. He's like, hey, let's you and me tell, you know, Ryan that we're going to go do this, and he can't do it. And he's, he's, he does this a lot. It's a repeated behavior of this kid. And I'm not going to name the kid because there's local people that listen. Um, but I didn't have good results with the parents. The parents just laughed it off and said, well, that's just boys will be boys. And I said, no, excluding other kids is mean. And I took the stand that, you know, you may allow this in your house. I said, but this is my pool. This is my house. And I took the kids out of the pool, and I said, in this house, and I said, and, and if you're playing with my kids, we don't exclude each other. That's mean. That hurts people's feelings. Nobody likes it. And if you want to go back in the pool, you're not going to exclude anybody anymore, and you're not going to leave mm-hmm. them out. And I called this kid on it, and I've had to call him on it probably four or five times. And what's interesting now is the kids now exclude him. They don't want him around. They don't invite him to birthday parties. And it's really sad because he's only in the third grade. But well, well here it's sad, and it correct it. Right, and it, and it comes back down to that. But the, the, the bottom line to remember is what are you teaching your child? You are teaching your child to have boundaries, to have dismint. It is healthy for kids to know it's okay not to be nice sometimes when they need to be, and that they don't need to be friends with everybody. These are very healthy skills for kids to grow up with so that they don't grow up being boundaryless people in the world, and they know that it's okay to make choices that honor and respect themselves. That is what the Peace Out Project is at its core. It is, we give kids the fundamentals of bullying, but what we get down to is self-worth and helping a child know when they need 
to choose themselves and that it's okay to do that and to have a healthy sense of themselves and to be able to make choices that build a world of loving friends around them, mutually supportive friends. Most but that, of us appeal, think, that appeals to the parents, too, because I look at me and Christy, you know, when we have, you know, bullying issues or whatever, it's like if she stood up to this parent and said, look, this behavior isn't right, you know, I can't have Hannah play with your daughter, I can't have her do this, I think you also need somebody to have your back because it's, that's a hard thing to do, especially in a small community, because even as parents, we all want to get along. Yeah, I mean, it's a really well, and, 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 you know, in, in situations where there is the potential for hostility or you just know going into it that this person is not conscious enough to hear your words, then you know it, that, then you don't have that conversation necessarily, but you do pull the plug on that relationship between your children. You know, we That's have not- to stop putting putting ourselves, our, ourselves and our children in situations that don't make us happy. Well, I told her, I told my daughter, I told Hannah, don't, you know, if she's not going to be nice, don't, you know, stay away from her, don't play with her. I said, you don't need to be mean to her. I said, you can, mm-hmm. you can still talk to her, but you don't have to be a good friend with her. You know, mm-hmm. we, we can exist together, mm-hmm. and, you know, she can go play with other kids and, and not talk about, you know, this particular girl to anybody else, and, you know, I don't know what else to do. Well, but you're teaching her well, not to be mean back, and that it's okay to not, like like Sue said, I think what the most important thing you said to me, Sue, because I think as women we're socialized differently. We're socialized to get along with everybody, not to raise our voices, not to create a stink, you know, and here what we're teaching our kids now is, hey, it's okay not to be nice, not to be around mean kids. It's okay not to absolutely. be friends with these kids. And that's a little counterintuitive to what we're all taught in the school system of everybody needs to get along, you need to give a valentine to everybody and understand those rules exist for a reason but you know if some kid's a little shit and he's mean to your kid it's like yeah you got to give him a valentine but you've got to like i had to say to max yes you have to give this girl a valentine because it's the school's rule policy it's a policy (laughs) but it doesn't mean you have to be nice to her because quite frankly she does make fun of him she does pick on him Mm -hmm. she is mean to him and i'm not going to meet him There needs to be consequences for these kids, too. And, you know, this is a very, very challenging point for teachers in the school system. They are working double, triple time to just teach the basic academic information. And in every class, there is a kid who continually acts out over and over and over and disrupts over and over and over. Now, granted, there are children out there, and I'll continue after the break, that need very specialized help. But the bottom line is, We need to put in place programs like the one I've designed that brings in that kind of parenting into the school, right into the classroom, so that everybody is very clear about what needs to happen. Yeah, I think the parents should be brought in, too. All right, got to take us to commercial break. Our guest today is Susan Haid of the Peace Out Project. Christy and I are are all (laughs) up in arms because of bullying, but you know what? Nobody likes to be bullied, whether you're a kid, whether you're an adult. Nobody wants to have bullying going on in the classroom. We don't want our kids being bullied, and we want these bullies to stop. And it's not just the responsibility of the school. It's the responsibility of all of us. And I love Susan's advice for talking to the other parent. When we come back from the break, We're going to talk more about strategies when your kid is being bullied.
stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is certified as a life coach who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on Juliana and her show, check out her website, connectwithjuliana.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Want to be challenged in a powerful way to leap beyond what you think is possible? Then join us Mondays for the Leah Jensen Show. Every Monday at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com with Leah Jensen. Listen live as life coach Leah uses her coaching skills to give you the tools you need to take action and create momentum. You are encouraged to call in and share your greatest fears, challenges, and obstacles. And then listen as Leah obliterates those barriers to success. For more on Leah and the show, check out her website, leahjansen.com. That's Leah, L-E-A-H, J-A-N-T-Z-E-N.com. Spend one hour with Leah, and you'll be captivated by her energy, enthusiasm, and magnetism. You'll quickly become addicted to her positive attitude and make-it-happen mentality. Ready for a life-changing, mood-altering show? Then get ready for Leah Jensen. And listen live to The Leah Jensen Show every Monday morning at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Christy Holly. Doris Rivas-Brecki has the day off. We want to put a shout-out to Robin Boyd, who put together the music for this show. I just love the music, Me don't too. you? Oh, Thank you, Robin. <laughs> you know, we're talking about bullying today with Susan Hay to the Peace Out Project. And, you know, both Christy and I have uh, kids, you know, elementary school kids, and so does Sue. Um, and Christy and I, we were talking on the break about the bullying that's going on, um, you know, with her daughter and similar to Max. You know, my kids got bullied because two of these little girls wanted to be his valentine, wanted to be his boyfriend in third grade. And he's like, I don't want a girlfriend. And and he made the critical mistake of saying to these little girls, they're like, well, then who would your girlfriend be? And he said, well, if I had to pick one, you know, kind of it would be this girl. And then they got their noses all out of joint and 
they won't talk to Max. They sit across from him and refuse to talk to him at lunch. And it's all this stuff that goes on the playground. And, Christy, you have a similar thing in the areas in the lunchroom. Tell, tell her just what happened. Oh, well, if I was just saying, if Hannah doesn't do what the kids want her to do, then they they say, well, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. And they, like, walk away from her. She's, you know, they won't eat lunch with her. And usually, like, it'll last, like, one or two days, and then it's like, oh, we played to get to, we played again to, we played together today. But then it just, it's so day-to-day that it's like, well, I'm not, if they don't, if she doesn't do what they say, the threat of, well, I'm not going to be your friend is constant, and that makes me crazy. Right, because we're teaching. Well, you taught okay. Tiana, and I taught let, Matt let me to talk, stand let up me talk. for You guys. Let, yes, let me talk, um, because we just have a few minutes left, and this is important. Part of this program goes into the schools and starts to teach children that these behaviors, these things that they're doing are abusive. And that's where we need to start. We have to bring this clarity to our kids. They have no consciousness around what they're doing. All they know is that they're establishing their identity. They're going to see who's top dog, who has power. It's all about power stealing, and this goes on again into adulthood. This program comes in, and we start to talk to kids about what bullying looks like precisely, and that bullying just isn't bullying. This is abuse, and it does often start in the home. It comes into the school, and then it goes back out into the community. So it is a, a huge problem. It's not just something that exists in the school. But so we have to start to, to increase the awareness of teachers, of parents, and of the kids as to what constitutes this behavior. When I covered this chapter in the classroom that I'm teaching this in, the kids were very receptive, but they had no idea that what they were doing was bullying behavior. It's just so commonplace. I wouldn't say it's normal, but it's become the norm. Kids don't even recognize it. They don't even know they're doing it. Okay, I have a a question for you real quick. Since we don't have the program now, what do we do now? Because I haven't seen any of the program yet, and we don't have that in our school, so what can we do now? What, what advice what can you give you us do now do for now? your school or, or for with your personal Or with our particular kids because, I mean, I would love to get that program and see and introduce it to our school, but we don't have it yet. So what, what can we do right. now? Well, what we can do now is stop. When you're talking to your daughter, make sure that she knows that when she's being treated this way, that this is abusive behavior. Teach her to be very clear about that because then she's not standing there going, oh, my feelings are hurt, my feelings are hurt, they don't like me. Her perception is going to change. She's going to be standing there going instead, this is wrong. I don't want to be around people like this. So you need so to what would you say? Her. Give us, like, the words. Help us language. Help us teach the kids. What, what would they say? What would you have Hannah say? What would I have Hannah say to the other girls? Yes. Yeah. When they say to her, we don't want to sit with you, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do that, what I would have her say is, that's fine. I will go find some other kids to sit with and leave it there. If you put her in a situation, well, yes, and you could have her also say, I don't like your behavior, that's not respectful, 
it's not very kind to treat other people this way. What you don't want to do because she is so young is get her into a situation where she's going to get into a fight with these girls, where they're going to break down into an argument. The most thing that you can do for your child is give them the awareness of what they're experiencing is not what you want them to be experiencing, that they don't have to tolerate it, they don't have to accept it, that they have the power to make different choices of different friends. And the most important thing you can teach your daughter is this is not about her. The girls that are bullying her are the ones that have the self-worth issues, the esteem issues. If your self-worth is intact, if you feel good about yourself, if you have self-love, you don't need to treat other people that way. So, it, 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 you know, this is a whole tangled web of worthlessness. You but so want for to somebody have your daughter's a, worth intact. So you've got, you know, you got Christy, whose daughter's being actively bullied right now. So when mm-hmm. she goes home, she'll talk to Chris, Chris, she'll talk to her daughter about like what bullying is that, you know, when people do this, they're mean. And here's what you can do. You can say, I don't want to play. You know, that's fine. You don't have to play with me. I'll go play with somebody else. You could teach her Make to say that. Different. And, and, you know, kids need to be educated in that they always have a choice. They always have a choice. She doesn't have to play with these girls. Yes, it's going to break her heart. But the truth is you are empowering your child when you say, don't put up with this. There are hundreds of other kids at school. Find some other kids to play with. You know, we've got to teach our kids not to be enticed into these situations where they feel like they have to make it work. Can they Christy's say something doesn't... like, that's mean, that's, that's mean, and I don't Absolutely. want to you're mean? Absolutely. 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 Whatever words she feels comfortable saying, she may be the kind of kid that can get those words out, but at eight years old, a lot of kids can't. A lot of kids can't. It's just not that easy to verbalize your feelings. Christy could coach her into it, but the other thing is... It's very important, if this is an ongoing situation, to get the teachers involved, to get the staff involved. An 8-year-old child should not have to go to school and face that without some adult support or the support of a peer or an older child. Frankly, um, if she is dealing with not only one other kid but several other kids, that is too much, and that is the flaw in the system right now. One child should not have to go back and take on a group. I do think it's appropriate for Christy to speak to her daughter's teacher or to volunteer in the classroom and work with the kids in the classroom herself. I think this is the time that parents need to get involved and not send their kids in the wars, into the war zone alone necessarily. And I'll give you an example. There was um, an, an eighth-grade student who was bullying my daughter on her playground. This girl also happened to be the school president. She was very popular. My little daughter is 10 years old. She, she, there was no way she could stand up to this girl, especially because this girl was with her group of friends. So um, did you want to add something, Christy? Oh, no, no, keep going. I have a question after you're done with this. It's about siblings. Okay. But, 
All right, so I gave my daughter some time to, to, to think about how she wanted to handle this. And the bottom line was she wasn't comfortable telling her teachers because she didn't think anybody would believe her. So, you know, I did. I went to the school. I spent some time walking around the school. I wasn't seeking this child out. But, you know what, eventually during the day that I was there, I bumped into her. And when I saw her, I very, very lovingly and very, very gently just said, are you so-and-so? And she said, well, yes, I am. And why do you know me? And blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know, I think you talked to my daughter on the playground. And she said, your daughter? Who's your daughter? So I told her who my daughter was, and I um, explained to her what had been going on with no malice, with no judgment. And this girl just stopped dead in her tracks, and she said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'll stop. And that's really all it took was bringing it out on the table, making this girl clear that as an adult, I knew it was going on, and would you please stop? And it has completely stopped, completely. So um, I think it's time for parents to get involved and step up and back their kids up whenever possible, even if that means going into the school. So I have a question for you. I've got three kids, and they fight and argue all the time. Now, you know, they'll... They do will hit each other or do you know mean stuff to each other? Are is that like are they like learning to be bullies by doing that or is that simply like something that happens between siblings? What do you what do you think about that? Well, you know, and I have to say I have my fair share of that in my house too, <laughs> but. Um, You know, there are so many different factors. Your kids could be tired. They could be hungry. They could be angry about things going on at school. They could be stressed. There's so many different reasons. But I think as an ongoing scenario in the household, kids learn to play this way. They like to to dominate each other. Mm -hmm. And, again, when my, my kids do that, after they've settled down, we have had talk after talk after talk about not behaving this way, about not engaging, about not getting seduced into a fight. So we go and have all of these conversations. Understand it's a process. Everybody's looking for the bullet solution that you're going to come in and you're going to do one thing and it solves your problem. When it comes to these kind of situations, more than one parent needs to be involved. It's a process and it's a conversation that we have again and again and again with our kids. And things do get better. I've seen them get better in my own household by making my kids conscious of what's going on, aware of what's going on, and giving them skills to handle what's going on. I think that's great advice, too. Uh, what I like about this, too, is it's something that both Christy and I can talk to other parents about, you know, when we're together, you know, and talk about raising the awareness of some of these bullying issues. And especially if that mom is present, it's a great way to bring in some of the things that go on without pointing fingers, without, right. you know, in a small community like ours where everybody knows everybody else, that's a big deal. Next week we're oh, going to welcome the- Tracy Costin. She's going to talk to us about movement fitness and she's our belly dance instructor she's going to talk about her drum circles and some of the things that she's doing in the schools with kids to help with their fitness my name's sandra beck i'm the host of motherhood talk radio our guest today was susan Hayde, and she is at the peace out project is it dot org or dot com well they'll have to figure it out Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra 